Hi, welcome to the Bible Song Podcast. I'm Nate, and on this podcast, I interview the Bible Song founder, David Newquist, about the rationale and craft behind his word-for-word setting of the Bible. Here at the Bible Song, we're all about making it easy for the church to meditate on the Word of God day and night. Today is part two of Imagining a Radical 21st Century Christianity. We hope you enjoy the episode. Two, two thoughts. Yeah. One was um, on what you said about religion. Uh, again, again, etymologically, religion comes from the word for like to bind together. Um, so where that's dividing people rather than like James talks about recognizing your your ties and your obligations to the least of these. Like, I, I agree that it's not something we should be ascribing to. Um, but the second thing I, I wanted to follow up on a couple of things you said before, because um, it sounds like you're saying two things and, and I, I wonder if we can tease those out. One is you were saying um, about imagining a radical Christianity, you're talking about basically returning to our roots and keeping our, our focus on the word and the spirit and growing up into maturity and unity. Um, and I'm on the same page about that one. The other part of your title was uh, a 21st century Christianity. And it seemed like under that heading, you were thinking more about technology and innovation and like power or control or um, ethical guidance in society. Um, so it sounded like you're both saying um, we need to um, we need to focus on like our our spiritual disciplines and and our uh, like pure focus on the word. But it sounded like you were also saying and we need to be involved, if not um, dominant in society. It would that second yeah, part. I, what I would follow say, up on that? I wouldn't go to the extent of saying dominant. Um, but salt and light for sure. And, and, and we don't want to throw out the baby with the bathwater. In other words, what I'm trying to say is, yeah, we have to, everyone has to become a disciple of Christ. But then Christ will, and the spirit will reveal his destiny and plan for your life and my life, that these plans were formed before the foundation of the world, that you should walk in them. So, I mean, God, I believe God even has these innovations come out through, even through non-Christians, and he releases them. I think I've talked about that before in a set time, not before their time. Like we talked about the Tower of Babel, and they were all together. And God's literally, God says, nothing, if I let this go, nothing will be impossible for them. And I said, yeah, they'll discover nuclear power in, in BC times. And that's not supposed to happen yet. It, everything has got a time. It's amazing to me. To me, how it God does things in the fullness of time, God sent his son. You think he's got timelines for things to happen. It's all, this is the mystery of uh, predestination and, and predetermination, but still involving free will. I, I won't try to get into that right now because we go way off on a whole nother tangent. But the fact that God knows the end from the beginning and in that, when we truly are radically Christian and truly are one as he is one, he said, Jesus said, let them be one as, as you and our father are one. Can you, can you imagine the oneness that Jesus had with the father? And he says, I pray they will be one 
with us and them within themselves as I am with you. Well, that you think Jesus' prayers are going to be answered? I do. I don't think there's a prayer he prayed that will not be answered. And I'm not sure that he's talking about uh, after his return for that. I think he's talking about, again, that Ephesians passage, till we all attain to the unity of the faith and measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. That's not talking about after he returns because the next uh, verse says, so that we won't be tossed to and fro, carried about by every wind and wave of doctrine by the cunning of men. That's still in an earthly time when there's all kinds of false doctrines and uh, cunning uh, approaches from satanic things and from men that are opposing God, which Jesus said would be rampant in the last times. And Paul talks about and others uh, apostles talk about the last days and deceiving spirits, false prophets, all these kind of things. So we have to know that many churches have that phrase, you know, what is our motto to, to know him and make him known, that kind of thing. But we literally have to get to a place where we truly know him. We know his voice. My sheep hear my voice and they know me. We don't neglect his word. We don't neglect assembling together in the proper way and, and humbly together worshiping him. And then when we get to that point where our hearts are right and we're in tune with him, God will work. He'll call individuals into all kinds of fields of specialty. Everybody's not going to be an apostle. Are all apostles? Are all workers of miracles? Paul says, are all the gifts of administration? Are all the teachers? No, 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 no. Individually, members of the body with spiritual gifts in particular, and within the church structure gifts in particular, but also within the giftings and talents of the mind and coming, that's why I bring it back to the tree of knowledge in terms of just knowledge and, and insight and uh, witty inventions and being the, you know, the cutting edge of things, not, that's why, you know, astonishes me. I look at all these social media things, all headed by people that have nothing to do with wanting Christ to be exalted. What if, what if these were headed uh, by people that really love Christ? You know, what difference? What would the world look like? Well, if the heads of all these corporations were full of the Holy Spirit. And that's that's a great question, and I think that goes along with your your idea of imagining uh, imagining that future. So, what what ideas? Do you have what, what how would things look different well when you know what was who was uh, what did martin luther king say you know justice I, I'm, I'm losing it justice rained down from heaven i forget in his speech but you know a time what isaiah talking about the justice and, and beating their swords into plowshares and i mean the things that could change look at the war going on right now in europe with russia invading ukraine and the slaughter of people just it's just and, and Jesus said, you'll have wars, rumors of wars and all these things. But the more that we can be salt and light and influence in our society, Paul says, first of all, pray for uh, all men and pray for those in authority of you that you might live godly and peaceful lives. So how much easier if those in authority over us were godly people themselves, not ungodly, wicked people, but like, you know, he lived in the time of the Roman Empire. He still said, pray that prayer. But, you know, what if godly people were called into politics and they refused to compromise and they refused to uh, this and that and they 
they've served every we all come we always come as a servant but that doesn't mean a servant can't be wise and a servant can have witty inventions and get advanced i'm not advocating this thing where we take over society by trying to push to the top on our own effort i'm i'm saying god promotes promotion comes from the lord but he will promote people if but we got to get our we got to get our ducks in a row in a sense we have to get first things first and the first things first is be, truly become humble disciples and be obedient and make sure we're doing things in the spirit not building our own kingdoms everywhere and all fighting each other over territory that just makes me literally i just well, it makes me angry it makes me upset it makes me frustrated it makes me sick when i see territorial battles between people and yeah, I see people that make a whole ministry out of pointing out the errors and other people that are doing something, you know, and maybe they're not doing it perfectly, but they're making an effort. Maybe they're trying to rescue, you know, uh, child trafficking and, and trying to rescue those kind of people. Maybe they don't have all their theology exactly right, but they're going after and they're getting people saved and they're getting them out of, out of uh, brothels. They've been, there's these children in like in countries that are, they're literally born in a brothel and they spend their entire life living there as sex, sex slaves until the day they die. And that's their life. And there are people trying to, you know, in all kinds of ministries, trying to make a difference. And sometimes you find that it's the Christians that are attacking. It's like Christian, like the church is the only place where we shoot our own, shoot our own soldiers. You know, I, I just, if I'm in the, if I'm in a, foxhole and the guy's in there with me I, you know and it's like pointing his gun at me i go no 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 i know you're wounded <laughs> here, here, turn the gun that way that enemy's over there just shoot i don't i don't even care if you hit anything just shoot out that way okay yeah. don't put your gun at me i'm not perfect but i'm here with you we're trying to fight a real enemy a real safe principalities and powers in heavenly places hmm. And we don't need to be shooting each other or shooting our wounded or, you know. Or even shooting other humans. <laughs> well, yeah. In that our battle's not against flesh and Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They're no, yeah. In terms of attacking and criticizing. And, and sometimes it's to elevate themselves. This is what really gets me. You know, they get a whole ministry like by shooting down this ministry or shooting down or finding, critiquing this guy. Or, and they're. They have this big website now and this whole thing, and that's what they do. They sell books, you know, why this person is wrong. And don't, you know, do they ever, maybe they do, but do they ever go to that person? Like it says in scripture, like, go to that brother individually and sit down with them and talk it through and follow the steps that Jesus says to follow. Was that Matthew 18? Mm -hmm. You know, <laughs> do they ever do that? I don't know. But when Peter came to Antioch, I opposed him to his face, because he was clearly to be Gentiles, but when 
they arrived, he began to withdraw and separate from them. For fear of the group who insisted on the necessity, the necessity of circumcision. The other Jews joined him in his hypocrisy. By their hypocrisy, even Barnabas was led astray. When I saw that they were not walking in line with the truth of the gospel, I said to Peter, of them all. If you who are a Jew do not live like a Jew but like a Gentile, how can you compel the Gentiles to live like Jews? How can you compel the Gentiles to live like Jews? And then you can justify, well, Paul said such and such about so-and-so. But those were usually people he'd ministered with, and then they'd they'd been on the right track, and then they'd abandon him, hmm. you know, and they'd go in a different direction and things like that. And he's warning a church as an apostolic father over a flock. I'm not saying we have to speak the truth, but I'm just saying we're so far from this radical thing where we're really, and I don't even know how we get there if we don't get there through actually imbibing the word and getting it in our hearts and humbly humbly receiving humbly accepting the word that's able to it says save your souls saving mm -hmm. our souls is not just saving us for heaven or saving us for eternity it's it's a transformation of the mind it's, and, and the emotions and the will and the desires and the focus there's so many people they want you know it's like they they take christ maybe they're not even save you got to warn people in church they they like just switch over to okay i've accept christ now i still have all my same goals my same ambitions now christ is supposed to help me with that that's not the way christianity works that's not radical christianity yeah there's no repentance and turning around and saying you are god i will do whatever you say to do if that means giving up everything I've ever done and I'm wrong, then I'll throw it out. If it means some of these things were you leading me and I didn't even know it and we'll build on that, that's fine. But we'll Yeah, drawing near to God instead of friendship with the world, love of the Father versus pride of life, lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes. Yeah, and um, even good things that we think are good or other people might say, well, pat you on the back, what a wonderful person. You're doing such wonderful works. Mm -hmm. and can you imagine being one of those ones they said jesus comes to jesus in the last times and, or when he and he says they say well didn't we prophesy in your name we cast out demons in your name mm -hmm. we did these mighty works in your name and jesus looks at him and says i never knew you yeah i never even knew you and they said wait a minute we did all these things in your name well they didn't do him with him did they they didn't do it by the spirit of god 
maybe the demons honored the name of Jesus or something. I don't, I mean, I don't even, I can't explain it, but that's what Jesus said. I didn't, I didn't know you guys. That's scary to me. Yeah. I, um, we talked about before, I think how even the whole setting the Bible to music thing for me became one of those, you know, external works. And I wasn't really like, you're talking about being attentive to my own heart dynamics and, um, the Sermon on the Mount I found was a very helpful corrective um, because while Jesus doesn't, you know, forbid us from activity, in fact, like, as you're saying, we are salt and light, like one of the main ways we are salt and light is by having integrity of character and heart and, uh, you know, the light in us not being darkness, actually, like, uh, I, so I really appreciate what you're saying about being attentive to to our own hearts and being responsive to God's voice um, before we go out and try to make a difference in the world. But then after that, yes, obeying God and making a difference in the world, but on his terms. Um, and that doesn't mean everybody has to become like a monk. Right. I mean, <laughs> you all have different personalities and it's, you know, you look at the, the apostles and the disciples, you know, they all had different personalities. Some of them were uh, more like, you know, uh, militant almost against the romans and others were fishermen and this and that and the other and yet their personalities come through especially people like peter that stood out but you know but we all have our own we have personalities and we don't we're not going to all be cookie cutter all look the same sound the same um in terms of how we even relate with christ again we're going to be praying but some people like they're just really good about, you know, having a 30, 60, 90 minute discipline prayer time every morning. Other people get up and they hit the ground, but they're, they're talking to God all day long. Lord, leave me, guide me. So, you know, I don't know that you, we can't like, you have to do it this way, or you have to have it at the first thing in the morning, or you have to know the Jewish day, the calendar started the night before. You should have it at the night before, because that's the beginning of the Jewish calendar day. And I mean, people come up with all these rules, 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 rules. Where's your heart? Are you, are you desperate for Christ? Are you desperate to have his will in your life? Are you, are you desperate to his will? To be do you want to hear, well done, good and faithful servant? When you meet Jesus face to face, you're going to meet him. We all. And I get older. It's like sooner and sooner. I realized I was talking to the Lord the other day. I said, man, Lord, you know, <laughs> I don't know how long it'll be. I'll be meeting you face to face. And that thing came up again with me. That like I, Well, not me even, but, you know, working for him or working with him. I was reminded by my friend. said, yeah, Lord, I want to work, be working with you. As important as the assignment you may have given me to do is, it's not great if I say, oh, I got this and I can do this assignment. I need to work with you. What do you want to happen today through me, in me, whatever that could be? And that could be today, he says, you know what? Set aside uh, producing this chapter to music or writing this. I want you to go over here. This person's hurting right now they need a prayer or anything it could be anything he says to do and i have to be open we all have to be open to that but we also have to be open to 
being used in incredible new ways that we never thought were even possible. Um, I mean, literally, he can use he can use any individual to to turn the tide of something. So I I brought up Elon Musk because he's literally doing something with Twitter that could literally turn the tide of free speech back in America and in the world because of the reach of Twitter and some of these social groups in a on a dime, turn it around. One man doing something. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoy the Bible Song Podcast, please leave us a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you'd like to support the ministry, you can do so at thebiblesong.com or at patreon.com forward slash thebiblesong. Thanks once again. Have a great day.